0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rise Some Mics podcast. I am your host, Tung Nguyen. Today I am joined by Hugh Lee. Familiar name. Hugh, how are you going today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Not too bad for the OG Rice and Mike's listeners. This sounds it's been a while. familiar. Yeah, the name sounds familiar because it has been a while. Hugh started appearing on my podcast like episode three or something. Mm-hmm. Back when I was still wondering what I was supposed to do with this podcast, I didn't know what format I wanted. Hugh kindly offered to join in for a bit, and then eventually um, disappeared because I was like, you know what, this format doesn't need you. So. Oh. See,
1: <laughs> what's well, great to be back again. Thank you for having me, Tong, in a new, new, beautiful space.
0: Yeah, yeah. Originally, I was recording in my bedroom, but now we have a sofa. Yay! In a new, different location. Hugh was great. in the interracial dating episode. Yes. With Alex, one of my good friends.
1: It is still current. Yes, yeah. still
0: lasted, and new change in status. Well, there's not really any video, but Hugh is <laughs> blinding am- me with the diamond on her on her finger there.
1: We are engaged.
0: Send your congratulations to
1: Congrats.
0: Clap, clap, clap. While everyone Thank in you, the Tung. car Thank is you. going, All get right, a move on. <laughs> Why is Hugh here? Well, I don't think we really went into depth on your career on the other episodes, am I right? No,
1: I don't think we did. Not really. You know what? It's been it's been a long time, Tom
0: But I don't think we've covered too much on your type of career before we've done teaching before
1: we touched base on it but we didn't
0: touch base get out <laughs> here with this lingo like I'm in a we've touched meeting.
1: base on it but we didn't uh dig deeper All into right. how we progressed from teaching
0: for context you worked as a primary school teacher mm-hmm. how long were you teaching for
1: for about five years
0: i was primary school teaching yes and what made you want to become a primary school teacher
1: It was in that weird stage in life where you were in year 12 in high school and you were forced to decide on what your career was Mm. for the rest of your life in such a short time span. So to be honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I loved art. However, growing up in an Asian household with all these traditions, you get fed these interesting stories about it, you know, doing anything with the arts is not financially free or responsible and- Yada, yada yada Then I decided to do a primary education degree mm-hmm. because it was stable. I enjoyed children in, in a non-creepy way. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I became very good at teaching and that kind of leads into my career now. Which is? Um, which is a paint and sip business. Mobile. A mobile. Paint
0: and sip business. Yes. Well, let's just go back to uh, as you were working... In a primary school. Obviously, it's got good connotation in mm-hmm. an Asian household. Well, if you were to compare someone teaching in Australia versus someone teaching in Southeast Asia, I believe they're a lot more respected mm. in schools
1: there. Mm. 100% because it's a government-based job as well, yeah. first and foremost, and you are the educator of the youth. Yeah, I create the youth. I create people.
0: But the, <laughs> the youth here don't seem to really respect teachers here. Is that right?
1: Some do. It depends on the demographic and where you're located, not to go into too much detail.
0: Right. But can you reveal what your sort of, what the demographic was in the school you were teaching?
1: I worked with a lot of Middle Eastern kids. Love them. They were fantastic. Very hard children to teach, but also very rewarding at the same time.
0: What makes it rewarding?
1: Because you know that they've come from such a hard background Mm. um, and the difficulties and challenges vary from academics, emotional, home life, traumas. And it's just, it's nice to see that you can be that support for them and have that impact for them. And yeah, it was very rewarding.
0: I mean, how was getting into that career? Was it hard? I you mean, you went through uni for a bit.
1: Breeze it, man. Easy peasy. Easy. Easy.
0: So it's a three-year degree and then- No, it's
1: a four-year degree.
0: And then one-year master's, right?
1: No, 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 no. It's a four-year bachelor's. Right. Then if you want to do a master's, it's an extra, I believe it's two years.
0: Then you need to do the master's in teaching or no. something? No. Oh. Can't you just do TAFE or something? Does that work? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? You need a bachelor's?
1: You need a bachelor's. Oh, okay. You need a university degree. Don't quote me on it. No, right, but, but I believe you do. because you know aware. Some people come from a, uh, a postgraduate degree mm. already. So then they'll do their master's as a two-year postgrad degree.
0: So does that mean I can mix anything with it? Maybe. Like I did IT and then can I just throw in a master of teaching and become a teacher? Maybe. <laughs> not financial <laughs> advice? No. But okay. Not educational not, advice? Not career advice uh, yeah. either.
1: <laughs> I'm very uncertain. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, as you were teaching kids in school, mm. is it different to how we would have been in, in school? Because I know there's a lot more tech now, right?
1: Oh, as in like as students. Um. Mm. Oh, dude, I'm the wrong person to ask on that. I don't remember a lot about my childhood.
0: Oh, I mean, like... i kind
1: of like, you know, <laughs> sucked everything out. I've closed everything off. That
0: much trauma? A
1: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really, but I, I don't remember a lot. But I, so it's, no, it's, it's really not. But it's interesting to see, obviously, the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, as a teacher perspective and seeing how annoying people were. And like, just the intricacies of everything. But no, I don't okay. think it was that much different.
0: Because I feel like kids these days are a lot more tech reliant or they know more about it actually.
1: Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like including technology in learning and teaching and stuff, Mm. then yes, that's definitely more advanced. You're using iPads, obviously laptops, but different platforms and functions on those as well to integrate it in Mm. the learning. But we had iPads, didn't we?
0: No, not during then. I think iPads were a thing – Maybe like towards the middle of high school.
1: I mean, I never really left school, so I, I can't really distinguish when I went to school and, you know, when I taught oh, it. So
0: I remember distinctly I bought an iPhone 4S, which I saved up for oh, nice. so long, uh, for like $600.
1: Bargain. 32
0: gig model. And bargained. that was in year nine, I think.
1: Yeah, $600 is a lot back then, though. It was a lot of money. Yeah. I
0: think that was like six weeks or something. Or five Oosh. weeks worth of pay.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were talking like lunch money. No. Oh, so I was okay. Lunch different. Money that different. Uh, Childhood. I mean, okay. it was still
0: hard work. I mean, I'm not saying it was easy working yeah. at Hungry Jacks. Everyone's heard my stories, though. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. I had to save away my five dollars per day lunch to um afford some nice things.
0: What were you saving up for?
1: I was saving up for my year 10 dress.
0: <laughs> and how much was it? Kind of in that bad, right? Like I'm saying no, $100? No, it, really was, it was
1: actually a huge bargain. I think I got it for like $30.
0: Damn, So, $30. I, so I,
1: I didn't eat for a good week. How, no, I take that back. I didn't spend my lunch money for a full week. So I had to sneak food from home in order to save my money. But. <laughs> key thing is i had to sneak it otherwise i wouldn't get the money that's you, right you know what i mean yep. yeah yeah
0: mm. mm. so what were you sneaking what food
1: oh just like a sandwich you know you just pack it <laughs> just, just like discreetly <laughs> at 2 a.m at yeah. night <laughs> just
0: getting just, some yeah. butter on him. yeah
1: try and scab some food from my friends and stuff
0: wow by each yeah it's enough you lost a lot of weight then
1: it's only a week
0: oh you fasted i guess
1: i I told you i had a sandwich all was days okay. Yeah, for five days. Okay, well, yeah. that's, that's- And innovating. then I just had a, you know, big lunch at home and mum would be like, oh, yo, you're hungry today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, going off topic here. <laughs> Even you came to me for help sometimes on the tech that the kids were working on.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you
0: build a website or something? Or something, you came up to me for something. You asked for help on some sort of tech.
1: Was this when I was doing coding?
0: I feel like it might've been coding.
1: Yes, I've got like no knowledge on coding. What did I ask you on?
0: I feel like you asked me how to code something. God, I don't know. It was so broad. But I remember you Look, I asked
1: Hung I ask you a lot about text tech, tech stuff a lot, regardless of it's in school or personal life or whatever. Yeah. You just you're just my go to tech man, you know?
0: But I don't do coding. Everyone just yeah, thinks no, I do coding. Yeah, but you just
1: you're just smart, you just know everything.
0: No, I don't do coding, though. Everyone thinks because I do IT, it's like, oh, you must know how to hack into the <laughs> yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, surely,
1: you know, just fit around a yeah. few. Get
0: me in the Prime Minister's Twitter account and <laughs> they come to me. I'm like, I don't do that just because I have an IT uh, degree.
1: True. I don't remember. It was something
0: to do with coding. You're just saying random.
1: For Code Camp?
0: Maybe it was that. I could be wrong. But it might have been a school thing, like a project Maybe. the kids were working on. Are the kids today much more tech savvy?
1: Yes and No. Yes, in terms of using a mobile device, a phone, an iPad, how to scroll through and function through social media platforms. Oh, yes, TikTok. In terms of basic s- researching skills, that's they lack that. You know, um, yeah. e- even you uh, word processing skills, Word Doc. You know, I think I think we, we were so used to Word Doc, like Microsoft yeah, Word. Yeah, yeah. Now, progressively, they're using like Google Drive. Google Docs, Google which Box. is totally fair. I, I love Google Docs. It's like, you know, anywhere, Ball anytime. And yes. Yeah. They're advanced in their own ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we were in school, we knew how to work. a What is it? Um, a Walkman. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and that that was pretty Sony advanced. Sony Ericsson. Yes. A Sony, that's it. <laughs> you know, but it was a Walkman as well.
0: Yeah, I didn't have those.
1: Ah. Oh. A rich like me? Yeah.
0: Huh? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't grow up like that.
1: Yeah. No. We knew how to use like a Sony Ericsson, a Walkman, yeah, Microsoft Word, and like these days, they lack a bit of those skills. However, they know the equivalent of it in today's day and age.
0: I've read a lot that kids do know how to use tech, but then there are certain aspects like the file explorer mm. in a computer. They w- they won't know what that means. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Like if you were to go into my computer and yeah. then go to like documents, downloads, oh, yeah. pictures, they don't really know No, yeah, how that, that works. They don't know.
1: No, no. Yeah, it's so it, it's a simple thing as when they use um, Microsoft Word and you need to specify where you're saving your document, mm, right? Mm. Yeah. They'll just aimlessly press save, done, dusted. Wow. Well, yeah. So I asked them, you know, Muhammad, where is your, where is your document? And I don't know. I saved it. Well, where? <laughs> I don't know. So we go through this whole cycle again to try and save again. And you know what? I'll just save it so I know where it is. And then we'll go from there. So, yeah, no, kids don't know how to save documents or understand the purpose of saving a document.
0: Maybe you just didn't teach them properly.
1: Not my fault. (laughs) You're
0: you're the responsibility here. too many of them. Mm. There is a big stigma behind teaching that you guys have it quite easy because you have the extra school holiday breaks, is that true?
1: It is absolutely not true.
0: Ooh, <laughs> plot twist, it was that thing from um, Kitchen Nightmares, the violin. You know when something bad goes wrong? Okay. I, I was this. just
1: gonna put that, you know, the drum effects.
0: That's not a joke. That's more like a punchline.
1: Yeah, but still. So- All
0: right, anyway, continue <laughs> please. Why isn't it true?
1: As students, as an outsider, you will see what you only see. You see a teacher coming into a school grounds from, let's say, 8.30, you leave at 3.30, mm. done, dusted. And you know what? In some cases, with some teachers, that may be the case. That's fantastic. They probably got their organizational, uh, organization, sorry, time management, everything in check, which is great. But realistically, you've got everything on the back end that nobody sees unless you're in the industry or the admin stuff, you know, the personalized learning plans, the uh, the phone calls to parents, the documentation, the assessments, the planning for the assessment, the analysing of the assessments. Everything that you see has twenty different other components that makes that happen. You know, a lesson. Mm. If you see a lesson that has been uh, perfectly curated, there's twenty hours before that that's thought into it, and you know what? It's going to go to crap as well. So,
2: what, what, that. what do you mean?
1: Like a lesson. You plan a lesson. It's great. And but goes to crap. Yeah, because you've got Joey on, a, on that side who's doing some random shit. <laughs> you got fucking Ahmed and Jessica throwing <laughs> shit around. Something goes wrong. you got Benjamin who doesn't understand anything. Why
0: are you name-calling all these kids? I or? don't
1: know. I'm just throwing out random names. Must right, fine, say, okay. Fine. So, yeah, it's not as black and white as it seems.
0: I've heard that some teachers do share resources that can help reduce workload.
1: I think everybody should share resources. Like, why are you gatekeeping, man?
0: (sighs) So your school didn't.
1: Well, no my my school was was very sharing because it makes sense to do so. Yeah, you know what's the yes, it makes sense to do so. You're making everybody's lives easier. I know some schools are really particular as to doing that. I don't know why. It's probably like um a privacy thing. Maybe it's a I don't know, copyright issue as well.
0: No, it's not mm. a copyright, it's just stupid.
1: If it comes from the school, then yes. If it comes from the teacher, different story. Right. Yeah.
0: It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like no one's getting marked on how well you made your 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 lesson.
1: I mean no. <laughs>
0: I, don't know. Maybe if I mean, if you become- can
1: observe sometimes, you, you are, you're not necessarily getting marked, but they are, I guess, assessing the impact of the lesson. And if it's not impactful or effective, yeah. then you've got to go back and modify the lesson.
0: Right. But yes, I mean, you can so- always just blame it. Oh, this guy it was the person that made this lesson. Anyway, it's yeah, not my it's fault. Also-
1: There's a stigma in schools where if you say- There's X, Y, Z that had happened during this class or Mm. during this lesson that had caused the lesson to fail. Eight out of 10 times there's an exec that would say, "Mm, are you sure? It's probably your doing, your teaching, your lesson planning, your preparation. Maybe it's your wording that went wrong.
0: Uh, Yeah. You always take the blame.
1: Somewhat. In in some schools. Mm. I never had that.
0: With the kids, do you see any behavioral issues? with Mm -hmm. attention spans? Because I know they're growing up Mm. with a lot of short form content, which I myself do put out there. So I'm guilty of that. How often do you see that sort of? Oh, that is
1: the basis of how you structure your lessons because you know their attention spans are incredibly short. There's actually a fun fact. So standard, like generically, they say that an attention span of a child Mm. is their age. Plus seven minutes. So if a child is five years old, yeah, you add, you add seven minutes to that. Their attention span is twelve minutes on average, right? So obviously, give or take, whatever other you're saying that, have. and then
0: you you look at me, and I'm 27, and my attention spans like 30 seconds during meetings.
1: Well, that's why I'm saying. So i was saying like st- standard. There's the the research says that, but in today's day and age, yeah, if you get a good like 30 seconds in, you know you're set.
0: And then you need Subway Surfers playing in the background, on the screen. Why to keep their attention?
1: I'll try that next time.
0: <laughs> and like the Minecraft, the parkour videos. Oh, I love the Minecraft. Oh, I yeah.
1: love Minecraft. Yeah, That's Min- a good game. They, they use a lot of Minecraft in learning. Fun fact, if you didn't know that, it's actually called Minecraft Education.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen that yes. version. Yeah. What's different about it?
1: No idea, because I don't play Minecraft. But but haven't you used it before? Well, yeah, but I don't. I don't play Minecraft.
0: The Alone to know, yeah, the original one right? to know
1: how to compare it. Okay. I don't know. Like I, I, I love the concept of it because it's technically a game and that's how the kids see it. But there's a lot of learning embedded in it that you can use in it as well, okay. which I think is pretty cool.
0: So it's like a trick. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My attention span during meetings can be quite low sometimes.
1: <laughs> mm. But you know what? Yeah. Like in today's day and age, everyone's attention spans have decreased. You've got TikToks, you've got Instagram social reels. Media. Yeah. Social media. It's. It's hard because then you got to think about creating short, sharp lessons to cater for that. Otherwise, it leads to disengagement. Then disengagement leads to potential behavior problems and management, and then mm. chaos. And then again, you've got your arm and Jessica doing some shit in the background, <laughs> and Benji rolling over the floor. Okay,
0: fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave them alone. All right, we don't need to bully them any further.
1: <laughs> Disclaimer: They are random names. Yeah,
0: in theory, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that there is a lot of work outside of school. Mm-hmm. What does that involve usually?
1: Um, a lot of paperwork, a lot of admin stuff. Just something. Imp- one thing in particular that I can name of, like let's say you had a student in your class. Uh-huh. I don't know why Benjamin keeps coming to me, but Benjamin. Stop using
0: this name. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Right,
1: scrap it out. Okay. Let's say you've got... A new student in your class, he comes from, he came from a different school with a troubled background, Okay. right? He's also potentially on the spectrum, okay? Now, before even placing him in your class, the exec, they decide where he's placed, mm. okay? So that's a whole kerfuffle in, in itself. Then he's placed in your class. Then you're got to decide, okay, he's on the spectrum. He's got this, this, and this. How can I accommodate to him? So then you embed him in your class, you might pair him up with a few buddies to just ease him into his learning. Mm. Oh, hang on, he's got learning difficulties, mm. right? So he's on the spectrum, he's got learning difficulties. Then you've got to write a whole behavior or learning plan to accommodate this child, right? To do just that- Just the one
0: correct. person, one whole plan.
1: Correct. So if, to do that, you got to discuss with perhaps your um, executive, your assistant principal, other teammates, colleagues, sorry, and even the parents, you got to sit them down and discuss what are the action plans to assist this child in his classroom to be the most successful that he can. Then you've got to discuss it with the child to let them know this is what is going to be taking place. Done. It's set in place. Okay. One term later, let's reassess. This is not working. Mm. Let's put it on the document first and foremost, why it's not working. Yeah. What's going to be changed? Then the whole process and the meeting happens again. You bring your exec in. You oh, bring well, them your parents. Does this take? It's a whole year thing. But in terms of like setting up meetings and setting up, you know, like bringing in the, the students and yeah, yeah. I don't know, days. It's not a sit down and get it over and done with kind of thing. To be able to do one thing, you've got to do this and then this and this.
0: But so overall, imagine imagine
1: then you've got 10, 10 of those kids in your class.
0: you got to do each one. Yes. Indiv- you can't just do a bulk one? No. Can't they all because be it's an similar?
1: It's a personalized learning map. So that's just the one aspect of it.
0: But but let's say how many hours would it take to do one in one term? I
1: don't know. Let's say.
0: How many hours would that take in total? Four or five.
1: If you're meeting, setting up a meeting with a parent and the child, that's already like an hour.
0: Four or five hours of work. Yeah. That doesn't sound like much.
1: Okay. And then you put an extra five. It's it's okay.
0: (laughs) What?
1: Okay. So it doesn't sound like much, right? So then like I mentioned, have 10 of those kids. Yeah. Right. And again, this is 2% of the extra stuff that you need to do in your day. Mm. So tell me, when do you do it in your day if, you've, if you're if you teaching all day? So let's say- yeah, Out of
0: the six hours of okay. teaching. Out of the yes. six hours,
1: yeah. So out of the six hours, six of the six hours you're teaching.
0: No, you got 40 minutes lunch, 20 minutes recess. Oh, you think
1: we get lunch, do we? No, we don't get lunch. What? We get the lunch, but we don't get lunch. If you're lucky, you, you're lucky if you get a toilet break.
0: Sometimes you supervise, but-
1: Oh yeah, but, but then let's say you've got a student who's doing something wrong, who's upset, who refuses to leave the classroom. Well, guess what? You're spending that time trying to encourage him to get out of the classroom. Oh, that doesn't what? work. Oh, let's call the assistant principal. Hey, this child, there's something happening with this child. Can you come and assist me, please? She'll take five minutes to come up. That's, that's like a third or half of your of your break done. Yeah. Right? So by the time you heat up your food, you chat, you have your small talk, Ugh. Oh, ring, 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 back to Everyone's class. Everyone's like, yeah. There you go. So I like to think of it, an analogy is in the corporate world, you have a meeting mm. all day. Your, your entire working day are meetings. When you have those meetings, when do you have time to plan for those meetings? To um, assess those meetings, to... Talk to your supervisor or um, colleague about those work. meetings to yeah. plan those meetings and X, Y, Z. So all of that has to come in your own time. Ah. Yeah, does that make a bit more sense? All right,
0: so it's not just six hours. It's not just misconception. Six hours. So how much time did you spend outside of work doing things like admin? Constant. Are we talking like an extra two hours outside, or
1: well, roughly? When I was on my own class, like. It depends on the teacher as well. Like some Mm. teachers just like to just, you know, set themselves a boundary. I'll I'll get anything that I can done within four hours, done, dusted, go home, live your life. But then some teachers like to you know dig a bit, dig a deep, deep, dig a deep, deep, (laughs) deep,
2: dig
1: a, dig a bit deeper Mm. and unpack things a little bit more. You know, Um, researching things and understanding things and then applying it into your program and then
0: understanding what exactly
1: i don't know the process of reading per se
0: process of reading
1: mm-hmm. what does that mean? so if you're a lot of the times you're also learning on the job right so yeah. at that, that one point i was learning how to teach like reading f- like phonetically using meaning and visuals. Anyways, I'm not going to bore you with that. Um, but
0: now that you're saying it, it's interesting because they yes. would have done that to us, but now we don't think about it, but it's yeah. kind of just ingrained in yeah. us.
1: So all of this stuff, like people just think like very common misconception, just sound it out. Right? But have you seen that TikTok? Oh, giraffe? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that TikTok of this girl who sees the word who? W-H-O. It's,
0: it's not okay. a TikTok, isn't it? A, a, okay.
1: Anyway, a vine, whatever it is, yeah. right? And a mom's like, oh, just sound it out. Just sound it out. And she's like, What? 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 What?
0: I remember this So some
1: words you physically cannot sound out. So they're called sight words. Anyways, so amongst all of that, I'm learning the processes of how to teach reading. To do that, you got to understand the psychology of reading and understand letters and print and sound and Mm. all that fun stuff. And then you got to selectively choose a book that accommodates to your child- whether your students, sorry, at a certain level, one for the level, whole class, you don't know. So you might do groups, so you know, like reading groups. Yeah, yeah, remember that. Yeah, good old stuff. Yeah, so reading groups, you might select a uh, a text for a group, and then you differentiate amongst those mm. students in that group, because sometimes not, it's not always one size fits all. Even though, let's say they're all reading at the same level, they might have different things that they need. Right, so you're thinking, and then so mm. then you've got all that plans, and that's done in the back end. Then you're in the class, and you're teaching that group, and you know this child's reading, and you're you're thinking, okay, you got to use meaning, You've got to look, look at the picture, what is the picture telling you? Oh no 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 no, what does that say? Look at the word, and then you're 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 going back and forth amongst the four or five kids, knowing what your kids know and how to assist them. It's
0: like micromanaging, in basically, between- yeah these little brains of theirs that are still yeah. growing wrinkles
1: and don't get me wrong like it was a really interesting thing to learn
0: it sounds like you have to be always switched on though a oh, 100% what's yeah what's going on
1: yeah and then let's say you know that that goes all to shambles that doesn't work at all so then you <laughs> after school because you don't have time to reflect on it during the rest of the teaching day after yeah, yeah. school you sit down you might have a little cry or two that's okay um, and then you <laughs> wait, wait wait wait
0: wait wait how often does this happen yeah
1: not that often, but let's say it can happen. Okay, so you're gonna give yourself that time if it needs to happen. You normal? have a little cry or two, and then you reflect. You might talk to your supervisor again. So it's a lot of talking. You'll notice a lot of back and forth talking because mm. you know I think that's how the world works, anyways. And then you 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 reassess as to what is the best possible plan to teach your student. So then after that, you're done. You said it. You write in the program. But hang on, like your mind is still then thinking about it, right? So mm. you're like you're never mentally. Switched off, like you're in bed and like it's eleven Always o'clock. Thinking it's thinking about like, work. Oh, hang on, I could do this.
0: yeah That's what I really don't like. You, to have a job where you can't just switch off and just yeah. not think about it once you clock out. So a lot of respect for teachers out there that still do it, which you kind of do. But we'll get into that. You were teaching full time from Twenty eighteen. and then you switched to. Part-time when?
1: 2021
0: or two. Right, one of the two. So it was about three, four years. Yeah. And was, was it at that point where you felt like you were burnt out? Or
1: I've had my fair share of bad experiences, which then shaped my perception and understanding of teaching. And it was pretty bad. So, and What was your that's, initial that's image? That's why.
0: When you first um, got into it, was it like, oh, well, this looks fun. It looks breezy. You just...
1: Uh, yeah, Chatting I enjoyed it. Kids? Yeah. I enjoyed it. You had to really um you had to really tell yourself to enjoy it otherwise you would get burnt out.
0: So you're gaslighting yourself. Basically, it's
1: like you know, yeah, you, you had to find the you know the 1% good amongst your your day.
0: And then what was the breaking point?
1: I had a really bad experience.
0: <laughs> Do you want to share it? Ooh.
1: I can, but I can also like, it it'll drag on. What's Basically, the- I had so as a beginning teacher, you have An assistant principal or a supervisor, usually they're assistant principals, Mm -hmm. who mentor you and they coach you through your first full year on class of teaching. This AP, she basically micromanaged me and manipulated me and gaslighted me throughout my entire year. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was pretty bad where she then got like booted.
0: Oh, she got fired or something?
1: She got transferred back to her old school. Right. that makes sense. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's as much good. as I want to disclose.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned, but it, but it wasn't.
1: Sorry to interrupt. It wasn't a um, a one off thing because I, mm. I heard that it happened to a previous to another teacher, similar situation, exactly the same situation mm. the year before. So it was a recurring thing. That's why she got,
0: transferred
1: mm. back to old school.
0: What's it like dealing with parents of students? Because you've told me a few stories where you did have to deal with a lot of a lot of parents often enough. Parents
1: you? are the main problem.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Not
1: the kids? A simple analogy is if you've got an anxious kid in mm-hmm. class, like a lot of the times that ang- the anxiety comes from the parents. Oh, it did Yeah, so you it, can see that it, yeah, it stems down the from story. them or, yeah, it passes there. The parent's anxious anxiousness makes the child anxious. Right. Yeah.
0: It's like a generational trauma or something?
1: A little bit. Or well, it's like it's just something simple like, you know, if your parents raise you to be like really frugal with money – then you kind of adopt those, yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you I of, agreed with yeah, that. You <laughs> kind of adopt those practices and then as an adult, you instill it in your own life, yep. you know? But then you can probably change your perception of it because now like I, that, that's what happens to me. Like my mom, she raised me as a very frugal parent mm-hmm. and as a child, I'm like, come on, man, just just want a banana, Like, just give me a banana, <laughs> please. <laughs> just move a little. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) just splurge a little. (laughs) Yeah, but now as an adult, I'm like, you understand the significance of money. Like, you don't get a lot of things as a child. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't understand the bigger picture of it. You only know what you know. Yeah.
0: how much can a banana cost, right?
1: Clearly too much. (laughs) Back in those days. (laughs) Back in those days.
0: You told me a story about how parents would call you as well. Did I? Didn't a parent call you or something? And then they were getting really...
1: Oh yes, yes, really yes, rude yeah. About no, it. so sorry. So in my head, I was thinking like through my private number. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like through the school phone. Yes. Oh, I every time I thought like, it was a private number. Okay. Nah, every time I needed to call a parent, like if I call from my phone, mm. I put it on private. Mm. Otherwise, you get like abused and hassled. Like, hello, is, no. is this- what's my kid doing? Yeah, <laughs> no. So yeah, we'd always call from the school phone. No, but no we had a, um a parent the school requested for me it was one of my students parents and she basically had a go at me and it was during the time where I had put in notice for resigning from the school oh. so she had already known that I had two weeks left and she basically said actually I don't know if I should go into the details
0: but what was the overall sentiment and
1: oh basically she just um yelled at me she said you didn't give it shit about my child, you're leaving in two weeks. Why did my child come come home saturated in in his urine? X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So you did go
0: in detail anyway.
1: Well, somewhat. Um and I then approached like colleagues who were working in my who were in my classroom, office ladies who like lots of teachers and adults saw this kid before he left home. Well happy days. He was smiling, who's skipping out of school, must I say. Right? And then five minutes after the score bell, Mum's calling me super upset, saying that he's upset. I'm like, he looked like I had a fantastic day. <laughs> like, where's she getting this? Well, that's it. So
0: she picked up the wrong kid.
1: Maybe. <laughs> so basically, yeah, she ended up swearing at me, having like a full, wow, you know, three minute blast at me. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, and I said, sorry, Miss, blah blah blah. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to hang up now. Yeah, um, that's just. I hung up. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Thank you him that. And my principal was really lovely. He's like, Do you need to take a day off? Like <laughs> yeah. you need That's to, nice you idea. know and he yeah, there was seriously though, like he encouraged, um, file an incident report about this. Because oh. yeah, it's actually on um on file and everything.
0: But does that even lead to anything?
1: Well, if it's a recurring thing, maybe. I ended up doing it because he encouraged to do so. I didn't take a day off because I need, need to. Well no, like it'd be compensated yeah, yeah but no. but i was only like 10 days out from oh some some point yeah had a fair share of that um i don't know parents are weird like i get it your your best interest is in your child but also sometimes that's all they think about it's just their child against the world like their yeah, child their is child's just
0: a- the main character yes, in the classroom
1: that's it but i'm like you've got 30 other kids in here man <laughs> you yeah know? like
0: how much attention can i give him
1: Oh, fun fact! Actually, um, I was wearing a, a rainbow lanyard
0: mm-hmm. during <laughs> class.
1: No, just it's it's it was uh, where I had all my keys, my staff badge. Yeah, and everything. But it
0: was during a class it, or something?
1: No, just it's it's my lanyard that I use day to day.
0: Yeah, but where were you wearing it?
1: Oh, in school. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. I'm just trying to paint the picture here, and you're just like, oh, oh we're
1: still talking in the school environment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I don't know what particular time it was. But it was a time where it was a lot about gay protesting.
0: Mm. during the gay marriage thing?
1: Maybe, probably. Sometime last year or two ago. Mm. A parent came up to me, never talked to this parent in day in my life, came up to me and she said, you're not teaching my child about gay rights or anything about that, are you? I'm like, what? Like, what's going <laughs> what? on? <laughs> I'm like, what? No. But I hadn't even picked up anything that she, like, said. And then speaking to a colleague afterwards, she's like... Because of your lanyard. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's pretty colours, man. They can get really paranoid
0: about that stuff.
1: Well, yeah. It was part of her belief as well, like the parents, but also- That makes sense. Like, don't be too quick to make assumptions.
0: Yeah, it makes sense because it's their religion, but then it's also, it doesn't excuse them of no, doing that. It's just no. so weird.
1: Yeah. I was taking aback back for sure.
0: So It sounds like you deal with a lot of admin. Mm-hmm. You deal with customers, like in retail- Basically, silly people and a lot of paperwork. How's the marking?
1: You learn to be efficient with that. So, you might get, you might do, you might, you might do the marking with the kids if they're old enough to do that. So, let's say it's, let's say it's homework, right? You send homework out Monday, return Mm. it on Friday, right? You might get the kids first thing Monday morning, take your homework out, let's mark it together.
0: Oh, what about the kids that don't have it?
1: They read a book or something.
0: Well, they didn't complete it.
1: That's it then. I don't know. Well, they get zero. <laughs> well, they didn't complete it. They complete it.
0: Then they get in trouble.
1: Each school has their own policies, you know, so you, you never know what's going on at home. Is what I'm saying.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you cut up some slack.
1: Well, you know, you know what's going on with the students to know who to cut slack off of. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. So yeah, it's important to know your your students. Mm. But um. Yeah, you learn to be efficient. You learn to do it during class time with the kids. The kids do it. You have the answers on the board. They'll do it. Mm. Yeah. They say marking, it depends as well what it is. Like if it's writing marking, then obviously you have to do that yourself. Mm. You, it's not just marking like a, a tick. It's more so you're analyzing what they can or can't do. Then you use that information. Here's where it goes. Then you use that information to dictate how you proceed next from there. Right, let's yeah. say this, you realize in this kid's writing, he's lacking punctuation or something, right? Then you might target um, or readapt your program to cater for that. Or like- Just for
0: the one kid though.
1: Maybe for the one kid and maybe for the whole class, you might see like common themes. Yeah. But yeah, you learn to be efficient is what you need to do. Otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy.
0: By efficient it sounds like all you're doing is delegating your work to the kids.
1: Basically, yeah, 100%. Honestly, <laughs> it it's for free labor. Yeah. You know what, you tell a kid who wants to do me a favor. Oh, Their hands pet, huh? shoot up. No, every kid's hands shoot up. Why is that? Because I don't know, I think it's just a way to get out of class, first and foremost. Bit of a bludging time as well. It's a good opportunity to send your like your cheeky kids.
0: <laughs> Just to get them out.
1: Well, hundred, yeah. What? That's a For tactic. Real. It is because first of all, most you need a break from them, mm. and they probably need a break from around them and themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> all right. The tips and tricks of being yeah. a teacher. Oh, Hugh! Fancy seeing you here. What a great party, right?
1: Oh, hello, Tong. Yes, this is a fantastic party. If only there was some way of preserving the memory of this great party.
0: That would be a great idea.
1: Let me try and call someone on my iPhone 13 Pro Max with three different cameras to get some ideas.
0: Hang on. You could contact Son of a Booth, which brings the photo booth to your event using a professional DSLR camera and studio lighting.
1: Wow, sounds amazing. What else?
0: They have fun props to suit any occasion and give unlimited sessions and multiple prints. Amazing.
1: Do the people listening to this podcast get any bargains? Beep, 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 boop, boop.
0: I just got off the phone with the CEO and he said listeners can get 15% off for quoting Rice and Mike's podcast in their booking.
1: All right. Enough of this ad. Let's go take some high quality photos now.
0: Yay.
1: Yay.
0: all that accumulation of factors eventually made you want to go all right I want to pursue something else
1: well yes and no the time when I resigned it wasn't to pursue something else it was just it ended up working in a timely manner was it was right? burnout it was huge burnout like huge burnout like mental health issues burnout like that was
0: four years though your teacher's doing it for like 20, 30 years. Yeah, I know.
1: But they say like it's statistically the degree or the the profession in teaching as a beginning teacher, it's a very standard now that you resign from the teaching profession within the first five years as a beginning teacher. Seriously, Mm -hmm. that's
0: really bad. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, again, you have teachers who say, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's nothing, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Like people are just soft now, whatever it is. Yeah. Look, everyone has their own opinions. That's fine. But also everyone has their own experiences. It's whether you want to dedicate your whole life to a, to a feeling or, you know, something that you're not truly passionate about, I suppose.
0: But that's by person. I mean, they could 100%. just have like a very good support network in the school. Yeah. And
1: yeah but by person, by school, by teams as well. With any any like place, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but then, yes, yeah. so then I had resigned with the intention to do casual teaching because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet, but just turns out at that time, I was speaking to a few friends, um Pay and Bocca and Chris and Miriam. and we had what, the is this? their friends who are also business owners, okay, but also just my friends as well, yeah, we were just chatting, and they suggested the idea of. Hey, why don't you start a business? And you know, you have these conversations like, oh, what kind of business? And Never you bounce ideas this, off, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you bounce ideas off each other. It's like, oh, well, initially um, Chris, he suggested, why don't you do a paint sip studio in the area? And I'm like, what's this little, you know, minority? How, how, how am I going to succeed with a small business that's already profound across Australia already? So then I kind of brush it off. And again, you go back and forth the conversations Anyways, long story short, chatted with my other friends, Pay and Bocca, and then somehow we just thought mobile. Did some research, did some market research, and we thought there was nothing like that in Sydney at all. Nothing, no mobile paint and sip. So it was already, it was bringing what was already niche, a paint and sip, Mm -hmm. but filling the gap of it, making it mobile. We, and I was like, I was scared. I was frightened. I was like, I've never done this before. Like I've never ran a business. I've never started a business. Like, you know, it's, it's a scary time and place, but I'm very, very grateful to have had friends who who have successful businesses mm-hmm. to reassure me, to just like encourage me, just just go for it. Like, you just gotta go for it. So then one night went to their place um, and they said, because I had an art account, like just a painting account at that time. What the um, hell is a
0: painting account?
1: Like I just- <laughs> like, let's say you have like a, um, just posting your progress. Oh, an
0: Instagram or something. Is that yeah, what, mean? what did I say? Painting account. I thought you, okay, in my uh, head, okay. I'm thinking you have like- My apologies. An account on paint.com or something. Oh, or no, like, what okay. does that even mean? So
1: I had a painting Instagram account where I just, just ran show yeah. my painting, you know, I just close friends had it or even just for my own purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used that exact account and we created a placeholder. And the placeholder was literally, what is that like a, a van graphics? Is that what it is? Like, you know, like a, like a P and, uh, no, what is it called? A
0: van a PNG?
1: Yeah, like a PNG, like a clip art. Uh stock image? Yes, thank you. Okay. So it was a stock image of a van. Yeah. And then a stock image or like not even it wasn't a stock image. It was a uh the paint palette emoji.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, nice. i
1: put the emoji on the van. And that was the image. And I posted it onto (laughs) my Instagram account. I said, exciting news happening. Like, you know, keep an eye out. Big news. Something's something's coming up. Blah, 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 blah." Yeah. And that's it. So that very- Is that image still there? I've archived it, but I can find it.
0: Okay. Nice. But how did you end up with the name of your business? If you would care to share what that is.
1: Okay, so the name of the business, it's called Art on the Go. But Go is spelt like Van Gogh, G-A-G-H. It's like a play on words. Get it? Get it? Because like yeah. we go to you and it's yeah, yeah, like go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, good stuff. <laughs> um, and then you know what? Art on the Go would not be Art on the Go without the name Art on the Go.
0: What were the other names that you came up with? I'm curious. Okay, so
1: we were adamant and it, ha- how the name hunting began was Alex and I, my fiancé, were just sitting in bed together, and we said, "All right, let's brainstorm some names." Mm-hmm. So again, you bounce off these ideas with each other. With each other, sorry, um, but I was adamant I didn't want it um, with the phrase something and something, like uh, paint and sip. Oh, it's too boring, right? Brush and bubbles. Um,
0: Rice and Mike. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you calling me
1: out? Oh, yeah. Wait, what's wrong with
0: that kind <laughs> of word? That kind of business okay, look, name?
1: It is great because it's catchy, it's quick, and people catch on easily, which is what you need, what you want, right?
0: Yes, rice and mics <laughs> for and Mike's.
1: <laughs> Okay, but I was adamant I didn't want to be another something and something.
0: <laughs> Sorry, better than <laughs> us. Okay. I didn't
1: want another like, you know, bubbles and brushes. Um, I don't know, I'm just making up names. All right. Anyways, yeah, so we were brainstorming and then we bounced ideas off each other. I think we started off with like, I don't know. I don't even know, like paint, painting on the go. Like Um, we we thought of the theme, the concept. Paint to you. Yeah, paint to you, but it needed to be catchy. It needed to be flowy. It needed to like Mm. uh, be recognizable. So then somehow we managed to get to like art to go, then art on the go, Like but art on the go is in like just G.O., Mm. And then we, uh, um, it was more almost like simultaneously, but I believe that I came up with this because Alex doesn't know Van Gogh. He probably does, but he doesn't like know well, like that. Put him down like that. I do. I'm sure he no, knows no, who no, Van Gogh is. because he claims and takes the credit that he came up with Art on the Go. He, ca- I, I believe he came up with Art on the Go, like G.O. But I'm the one that created Art on the, Gof, the Go, <laughs> right? But that's the <laughs> thing. Like, so it, it's kind of like a shared credit.
0: Where are the receipts? Who said it first?
1: Me. Anyways, because it wouldn't be out <laughs> of the go without the G O G H. We True? need to hear
0: his side of the story.
1: He will say that he created it, but guaranteed he does not know. Van Der- no, I
0: can't put an opinion on this until I hear his side, mm-hmm. but please continue.
1: Yeah, so that was it. It was almost like a like an aha moment. Like we looked at each bulb. other. Yeah, a light a light bulb moment. We mm. looked at each other and it's like, oh, that's it. This is it? This is it. Out <laughs> on the go. And then that night I went home. And I downloaded a, um, like an image editing app, a font image editing app. No yep. Photoshop, no Adobe, none of this fancy shit. Because yeah. again, I'm not very tech savvy. I went on the app <laughs> and then I fit around with the fonts they had and put a wheel in there somewhere, put a paintbrush in there. And obviously you don't want it to be you know, too tacky. And it is still the logo that I use today. But obviously refines just a little bit.
0: I'm surprised you didn't use Canva.
1: I didn't know of Canva back then. Again, I'm not her. very tech savvy at all. I'll I'll lay a few photos on there and you know what? Like it worked perfectly.
0: I mean you use that now, don't you? For some Canva. of your Yes. We love Canva. posts. Yeah. Canva's great.
1: Not sponsored by Canva. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, side story. Yes. I know of a few people that work at Canva. Me too. Man, the benefits they get are insane.
1: Oh, what kind of benefits?
0: There was a guy I met. He showed me a PDF, and it was their in-house chef. And each day they would have different cuisines Ooh, on what? there. What? You just go in and you eat, and they have like ice cream drinks there as well on the side. I'm like,
1: what? Well, that's how they build a community, right? It's
0: crazy. Like, just there was a Friday. There was like Pad car so braised beef, Vietnamese. And there was another night it was like sushi or something, and then there's Mexican. Another night, I'm like, "What? I'm going every day, free food." Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. not every day. Depends how much I'm yes. how much value I'm extracting out of this dinner. Bring a few takeaway bags. Anyway, if you work at Canva and you're listening, good on you. <laughs> Wish I could get that, but um, in my government role, I don't even get like a fruit bowl.
1: Oh, not a banana.
0: No, we <laughs> just no get banana. basic tea and coffee. And milk.
1: English breakfast.
0: Just Lipton, I don't know what
1: it
0: (gasps) is. Yeah, very high class stuff we get. But to continue.
1: Fun fact, we hosted for Canva. Oh, you did?
0: Did you see any of their benefits?
1: They did get um, catering. I'm not sure whether that was funded by them or just funded by Canva. Um, But yeah, like drinks, charcuterie boards, uh, canapes type thing. It was well-fed during our Paint and Sip events. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah. No, but I've had my fair share of seeing corporates feed slash uh, treat their employees very well, mm. which I think is nice. I wish I had that.
0: <laughs> but you're a sole business owner. You can only provide benefits to yourself. So this launched in June 2021, which is in the middle of covid Mm -hmm. And I'm going to guess your parents weren't too happy because they're going to be like, you had a stable job. There's a bloody pandemic going on. Why in the world are you starting your own business? This has got to be the worst timing Mm -hmm. in the world.
1: Okay. So I think I mentioned this in one of our episodes before. I can't remember which one, but my parents, although they're traditionally Asian, they're also a little bit Westernized as well in terms of mannerisms, being quite understanding with the children. So I was quite open about the fact that um, teaching had a huge impact on my mental health with my parents. So they were very understanding of my resignation um, oh, wow. at a school. yeah, And they were also understanding the fact that it was just, you know what, it was just shit timing. It was shit timing, that's it. But like, when did
0: you start planning the whole business?
1: Basically a couple of weeks after I put in my resignation. That was
0: before COVID,
1: right? Correct. It was like maybe four weeks before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yep, after we had put everything together for the business, we set a launch date, did it at my friend's um, gym, which was at Petersham at the time. And again, it was like, you know, a business supporting other business. Invited a lot of people. We came. It was great. It was a great launch night. Like we had photographers, food. Everything. It was a nice. very successful first launch, and then surprise, surprise! One week later, lockdown hit, and then they <laughs> announced. I think at that time they said it would be like I don't know, a month lockdown or something. I don't. I don't think they specified, yeah, good times. yes, they specified it was lockdown. And I said, oh well, fan fucking tastic, <laughs> because what the fuck am I supposed to do now, right? So yeah, I had, you had got a bit no of income? A, yeah, yeah. I had no income. Had a bit of a panic t- panic attack because I'm like, okay, well. I just launched the business, what am I going to do now? And then I didn't know how to run a business at that time. That's the latest story. Anyway, so I signed up for Centrelink. First time ever being on oh, Centrelink. Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, this is all right. Like, you get well, a decent. It was upped
0: during COVID, I yeah.
1: It was a good like seven-ish, a hundred, I think, either a week or a fortnight.
0: Was it because it was like business relief or something? Because you ran um, a business? Or was it just- general. It was seeker. just,
1: yeah, no, no, no. It was just, if your job was impacted by the lockdown, here's a lump sum of money. Oh. Up for I believe it was just that. Yeah. So mine was because my intention was to do casual teaching. So that was impacted yeah, yeah. by the lockdown. Anyway, so maybe like a month goes by. I'm like, I'm living comfortably. It's all right. It's a bit sad at home, but it's <laughs> all right. Like, you know. You're just bludging. Yeah. I was just bludging. And then I don't know. I can't remember the specifics, but somehow I'm like, you know what? I need to kind of pursue this business a little bit further. Mm. And then I decided I have a friend. Her name is Claudia Lai. She is a business marketing coach. Shout out to Claudia. Um, I reached out to her and I said, I need help. We sat together. We talked, you know, uh, the details and we basically did virtual pain and sip during the three extra months of lockdown. Mm -hmm. And during that time, the business, could you not, it blossomed. It bloomed during during lockdown.
0: I would imagine so because people are looking Mm -hmm. for things to do with their friends.
1: But it was just, it was so surprising because, I don't know, you don't anticipate this stuff, you know, but we grew so organically as well. Like no paid ads, nothing. It was just a lot of word of mouth. And we had – it started off with just, like, friends and family. And, yeah, you know, yeah. this friend re- referred this friend. And then, then companies, like, small businesses and companies and organisations reached out. I'm like, like, shit. Like, this oh, is big stuff. Like, this small little girl, you know, hosting for big names and big businesses. So, like, this is pretty – like, it's pretty cool. You know?
0: When was the point where you were like, this is where the, the business is kicking off and I've actually started to make it? Like, it's, it's working.
1: Yeah. Well, I think – it must have been like, probably just about like maybe the two and a half month mark during mm-hmm. lockdown, maybe close to three month-ish, when I realized that Art on the Go had a name now. People knew Art on the Go. Ooh. People knew Art on the Go. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention this is a huge thing. I don't know why I didn't mention it. A journalist from City Morning Herald reached out via email and she said, I want to write an article about you. That's nice. Yes. So it was about... Um, her campaign was called Sydney Strong and it was basically about small, business, small to medium businesses mm. that are still pushing through and just basically bringing joy through lockdown because it was a hard time for everybody, mm. you know, and it was a way to bring, like to connect people together and to bring light and joy back into, you know, such a hard time and place. Yeah. So it was so interesting actually because it happened all within the span of five days and I think because she was in a rush to get an article out, we had an, a phone interview and it was my phone, my first ever interview. So I'm like, okay, I've heard stories as to you, how they can, you know, shuffle your words or twist your words. Or, oh, I don't think or, what she had or, well, the intention of that. Anyways, she did twist something slightly that I wasn't so impressed with. Um, basically saying that I said my, I said I didn't enjoy my teaching job, but I think she twisted it in a way where it, it, it put a bad look onto teaching. Like you hated it or something. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: But overall you're appreciative overall. of the article.
1: Yes. Um and then she sent a photographer out, um, came like in my front yard, he had a mask on and everything. And oh my god Yeah, that we had like um, you know, headshot and me posing with my easel and painting. And then like over the it was literally just over the weekend, she emailed me and she said the article was posted, it's in the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. So I literally ran, went to the nearest news um news agency, grabbed like three copies cuz I'm like, <laughs> you never know, you know. Turned to the page, I'm like, oh my god, this is me. So I cut it out, like I went to Kmart or however I got a frame, it. I got oh, a frame, nice. I framed. I'm like, this is like this is huge, like mm-hmm. all within the span of 3ish months, mm-hmm. let's say 4 months, you know?
0: That's a surreal feeling. It was Knowing varied, that you've made yes. it at that point.
1: Yeah, it was very surreal. Yeah, and I was, I was making decent money as well.
0: <laughs> it would have been a lot harder because usually you would have everything there at once. You'd bring all the canvases, all the paint yes. into one location. But during lockdown, you'd have to individually mail out each set.
1: Yeah, so it was a lot of learning. And I don't know, I'm, my personality, I, I love to learn. I love to understand the processes and just the psychology around things. So even mm. understanding like, you know, just bulk packages, like how does that work? Like if I had a package of a hundred art things kits, to send out, yeah. I'm like, what do I do? Like do I, I at some point when it was big enough, I just get a trolley and I'd pack it all in. I'd pack it in my car first and foremost, unpack it into like the Woolies trolley, Yeah, bring it into my po- local post office and then made friends, my local, pasty and sent it off.
0: <laughs> but yeah. how does the bulk work? Like you the bulk, eat, so I had, had up discount. to
1: 200 orders at once. Yeah. I had to, you had to book in an OS post deliverer, mm-hmm. deliverer, sorry, um, to come to your location and they pick it up. Right, wow. so that yeah. makes it easier. But it was very fun, like understanding just packaging, you know, what worked. So we started off with just like bubble wrap and like um, those satchels. I'm like, this is not good for the canvases because it can get easily destroyed and, just little bits and bobs that made it like it was very stressful during the time, and I'm like, now it's like you're learning, yeah, you know, what's
0: gonna yeah break or not? Yeah, exactly. How hard is it to teach online? Because when you have internet issues, for example, maybe people can't really see what's going on on yeah. camera. Yeah,
1: so this I had to figure out my setup um, in a way where they could see what the model would look like, and mm. then the guidance as well. So I had it set up two on the one easel which is pretty easy they didn't necessarily have to see my face but when they wanted to see my face I just popped my head in
2: <laughs> which is
1: nice and it did get awkward at some points because you know it's over zoom and there's times where people weren't talking it's like hmm, I'll just stand here I suppose you know
0: <laughs> what do you talk about <laughs>
1: yeah like obviously you'd make a small talk and there's only so much people can talk about and people mm-hmm. um, talk with each other or not but yeah It was a difficult obstacle to overcome, to be honest.
0: But now you're doing actual in-person stuff. Yes. Which is obviously a lot easier and I believe more better in terms of financials because usually a lot of places, they can retain more money by reusing a lot of things like brushes and stuff. 100%. Yeah. So when you were mailing out things to people, they just keep everything?
1: Yep. It was high in expenses. (laughs)
0: But you built that into the price, I'm assuming, or? Yes. Yeah.
1: But you add everything up and, you know, shipping and GST and all that stuff. It adds up.
0: So now the profit margin's better in person.
1: Yes. Profit margins are much better. And it's just much more enjoyable. Like, I don't know. I'm all about experiences. Mm. Yeah. What
0: was it like building your website? (laughs) Because you said yourself, you like learning.
1: Yes, yeah, so I can recognize where my expertise has a limit um, slash my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to a friend who were website builders. They were website builders. They helped me build the functions of the website, mm-hmm. which I had no idea about, you know, like accessibility, um, functions of the websites, like booking pages, mm-hmm. contact, emails like literally the the tech stuff. Yeah. I think you can really realise the common theme is that I'm not very tech savvy at all.
0: I hear this a lot of work. It's okay. Just yes. say it once and I'll believe you.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought it'd be an easy process, but it turns out it really wasn't because there were lots of things that did not meet my requirements. Things like colour schemes, designs, um, mm. just the d- little details that make it a website you know? So what I've learned from that experience was that they assisted in helping, i uh, sorry, they assisted in building the website, but the website design itself was not up to what my brand was about.
0: And you learned that they were end developers, right? Not front end.
1: Yes. Correct.
0: So um, you can't really blame them.
1: No, I can't because yeah, that, it's partially my fault because I didn't recognize that, oh, there's actually two different mm. aspects of website building. Yeah, you it's wouldn't the, really know that no. unless you knew. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's a website design and the website building. Mm. I don't know. I just assumed it was like, oh, pay someone, they do everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as much as you share your vision and, you know, uh, your branding, really only you can kind of know what yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 you stand for.
0: And now it's all done. It's nice and fancy. It's nice and fancy. And I still it's critique accessible. the website from yeah, time to time. Knows. Yes, he does. And give you tips.
1: Yep. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Constructive criticism is good. Although his criticism is, involves doing tech stuff, which I, I can't do.
0: I'm saying forward that to your developer or whatever. I'm not doing the work for you. But I'm giving you tips at least. It's free advice. I appreciate it. <laughs> what kind of customer base do you work with the most?
1: The most? It kind of goes in seasons. A so, little bit of years as well. So we start off with a lot of hens, First year out of, and even just saying this now, I understand why. First year slash month out of lockdown. So we got a lockdown October-ish. Extremely slow, straight out of lockdown, business-wise. Which is fine. People were doing like the catch-up game, you know?
0: What were we doing? k barbecue.
1: Yeah, k barbecue Brunches. Yeah, that's Come it. Yeah. Things that people missed. Mm. Um, but the following year in 2022, heaps and heaps and heaps of hen's nights Vital showers like every week every weekend there was guaranteed at least like one or two
0: yeah people really love painting penises Mm -hmm. what is it about it
1: i believe it is you want to add the raunchiness and sexiness of like strippers and topless waiters and stuff without actually having that awkwardness or paying for that service because you know what having topless waiters and strippers it can be a little like weird
0: awkward I mean I guess it depends on the energy of 100%. The person. Yes. So But it you depends. have done that.
1: I have. I haven't done it with strippers as in like <laughs> the service, but um
0: <laughs> yeah, that came out a bit weird.
1: Yeah. But we've done a few with topless waiters and I have it's so interesting and nice to see like the other side of it. Cuz obviously when you attend mm. as a guest to a hen site and you experience the topless waiters or whatever it is, it's like ah, you know. Yeah. You're giggly. You're you're you're, you're a guest but coming as a um a service provider mm. it's like oh it's interesting
0: how is it interesting
1: they do what they do they wait yeah. toplessly you know they serve drinks they serve food but in some instances that's kind of where it ends
0: yeah, yeah I like that's that
1: that's it but for me where my brand itself is all about having everything as interactive as you can and obviously you're not going to be like on the pump you know, minute by minute, mm. but I've seen in instances where some just kind of like, once they've done their job, you know, they don't need any more drinks or food. They'll just kind of stand off to the side, maybe have a few nibbles of drinks themselves. And it's like, well, should this not be the time where you're interacting with the ladies or something like that? Or I don't maybe, know. So maybe I it's I can, the
0: company you're going to.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't hire them.
0: Oh, it they was, did. Yeah. Oh. It was the
1: clientele that booked the topless waiter and, the yeah,
0: but it's fine like it's not like it, they're gonna no, blame your business anyway no
1: no 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 but i did i end up using them as part of the experience so in times where they were we were painting penises or the male body mm. like i use them i'm like come on through like make this let's make this a fun experience for them like mm. i'm like um and obviously as professional as i can i'm like oh you know before we paint we've got to start sketching them out like you know you can make him as um voluptuous as you like, you know, <sighs> make him as masculine. Like, let's look at Henry over here, you know. Let's yeah. have a look. Like, Henry, can you do a little spin for me? Like, he's got a six pack happening. Yeah, you know, whatever. Like, we got it. Like, I, I, love to involve the topless waiters mm. when I could, just to make it a it doesn't feel awkward
0: for them. You include no, them hundred
1: percent. Yeah, it doesn't feel awkward for them. Doesn't feel awkward for the clientele and for me as well. So a yeah. lot of it was it of, was it of hands successful. Like,
0: you involving them, you it made is, the experience yes. better.
1: Mm-hmm. But I bring it down to myself. Like I make the sessions great. All right. No, honestly- Way to
0: put yourself on a pedestal.
1: If you look at our reviews, you will see like seven out of 10 reviews involve my name in them.
0: They're very humble of you.
1: (laughs) In the (laughs) most humbling way. Like I take pride in the service is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, in like my team that I have- it's very selectively chosen, you know, because really it's it's not a painting class. You're in events. The whole business is events. It's catering. You're a yeah, caterer. Yeah. You're catering this service for them. You, you're not just a teacher. You're a host, hostess. You're an entertainer, you know. Uh,
0: you're a teacher. Like an kinda. You're of. an MC. You're A teacher. Everything. Okay. Yes. Good point. Yes. How different is it comparing a group of drunk adults to children?
1: You know what? It's pretty fucking similar, man. <laughs> it's pretty similar. Like I, this, it's very rare that I'll get really drunken people. Yeah. And in those cases, it's usually smaller groups, like a birthday or something, you know, mm. 10 people. And like, they'll kind of drag me into it. Like, we'll have some fun. And it's like, that's fine. Like, all oh, good. But most of the time they're quite tame. They're quite, you know, they have a wine or two and they're actually enjoying the painting, yeah, which yeah. is great. I've only had ever one instance, which was a couple of weeks ago, really. Where it was a corporate event for fifty people, mm-hmm. maybe about two thirds of them were men, and it was at a pub. So it was an end of year kind of celebration type thing, and one of the ladies host uh, organized this event. So she booked us in. Isn't
0: it loud in a bar?
1: Yeah, but it was a private, uh, private section room, of right? It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was. It got up to a point where the men were so like the entire group was so intoxicated after they had speeches and we were still about like three ish steps from finishing, Mm. it took about five people, took the boss of the company to settle everyone back in, to bring everyone back together. (laughs) It took the host as in the, the, the lady who organized it. Yeah. Took my artist who's a bit more passive than I am, but didn't work. Then the DJ, he's like, I got a bigger microphone. Do you want to use mine? I'm like, mate, it's not the microphone, but sure. You could have a crack at it. He tried. Didn't work. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is where I need to treat them like kindergarten children. In the most respectful way possible. Don't tell me you
0: brought up the teacher voice.
1: I did. Oh
0: no. So
1: I stood up on a chair because, like I said, it was a smaller space, a lot of people, 50 people, mm. taller people, right? Stood up on a chair. And I said, I don't I okay, just you, disclaimer, you don't I have- don't Okay. No, it is pretty teachery, but yeah, it was Yeah, I basically said. When you're ready, you may sit down. We've got three more steps and then you guys may drink however much you like. So I break it down like three, like phrase by phrase They looked at me and I kid you not, I have not seen them move faster that entire night than I did there. So they all scooched their bottoms into the chair, had their eyes locked on me. I'm like, great, let's get started, shall we? The way you
0: phrase that is like how
1: you would talk to kids. Yes. But obviously you don't we'll do say it in a derogatory way, yeah, yeah. you know, like obviously like you add your little humor. I'm like, you know, it, I, yeah, I understand. It, it's kind of yeah. like
0: you're kind of telling them, but you're kind of like jokey in a yes, way. Yeah, yes. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Though.
1: Because it took five people, including their the CEO to do that. They would have listened to the CEO. I'm like, oh man, like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, it, it that's took that's us like, a good like twenty five minutes to get them to sit down. I'm like,
0: well, they're just running around. What are they doing?
1: No, they're just chatting, chatting amongst their, their groups, like in individual groups. Oh. And like, I get it. And like when we structure our sessions, we structure enough where you get to paint, you get to socialize. Yeah, you know, it's not a sit down class.
0: And just pay attention the whole time.
1: No, yeah, yeah. no. We had breaks. We had that intermission as well. We went a bit over time, but yeah, it was a pretty funny, funny moment. We can laugh about it now. But yeah, it was just, it played out so slow motion in my head. And the fact that they all looked at me once I said it and they sat down, <laughs> and I'm like, great. Okay, let's, let's move on.
0: What other skills from teaching have you incorporated?
1: Time management. Like teaching alone is not just vocalizing teaching. Oh, like-
0: Reading steps out.
1: Yeah, reading steps and not really reading steps, but knowing how to break down the artwork in steps.
0: Mm, yeah, because- yeah. I've been to a paint and sit before Mm. and obviously I have no graphic skills at all or painting skills, but there's a certain methodology that they all use that can make it very simple and easy to break down. Mm -hmm. How did you figure out that formula?
1: Look, I think it just comes down to my own teaching experience, like understanding the right words. So I've noticed like, again, you get to understand the group that you have. If some people are a bit more, into it they like to know the art, mm. fantastic. I'll whip up some fancy art, art words and we can learn about it together. Some people are just there for a good time. So I try not to bore them too much with the technical words. Yeah. And we might say, let's say, I don't know. Let's say the drawing circle, like a moon or something, yeah. right? That could be technical, like you're angling your brush and the way you swivel your brush or whatever, right?
0: Use the little brush. Use the big, yeah, big a brush. Yeah, little
1: brush, big brush and whatever. But then I, I'd not dumb it down, but make it a, use words that- It's
0: layman terms.
1: yes. And it, it makes it feel more casual, you know? Oh, it's just a circle. Let's do a circle together. And they're like, oh, I just circle. Like, I, can't, I can't do a circle. <laughs> I'm like, you got this. Like, we can do a circle. <laughs> 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 I like, we have a little, you know, have a little like giggle about it, have yeah, a yeah. laugh about it. And yeah, it's all fine and dandy. But yeah, it's even like, it goes down to the type of words you're using. If you notice that I've I've taught um, a specific method, one person doesn't get that. Okay, I've got to think of a different way to explain this to this person. Mm. Or if you want to show them, I know in some instances, um, even posting myself, like if I'm doing something and I don't get it, or like, or if I'm doing something I think I'm doing okay, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's not the best, but like, it's alright. And someone's like, oh, you could do this instead, or like, um, oh, that doesn't look good. Let's do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, it makes you feel like, oh shit, like the backseating, I, yeah, like, have I not done something well? So I personally try not to give too much advice unless I'm noticing they're struggling or they genuinely ask for the advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise it makes them feel pretty bad about their yeah, you know, yeah. about their work. Doing well. Yeah. But it translates really well. And I try and um, like there's professional learning that goes into the staff into doing it as well. And it's good because some of our like artists are teacher trained. So it helps. And I realize that teaching is very important. So they need to have some sort of teaching experience.
0: That's what you put in your C-CAD?
1: Yes. You don't have to be qualified in teaching, but you need to have teaching experience. Because mm. you don't know how to teach it. The service, the quality of the service is like others.
0: How many staff do you have under do you now?
1: Four. Four? I thought you had two. No, because one doesn't like to be publicized.
0: Oh, okay. Right, fair enough. When did you need to have more staff?
1: When I realised that we had a lot of double bookings.
0: Mm, Because it's mainly like weekends, right?
1: Like Thursdays through Sundays and or double bookings or big bookings. So yeah, um, when I realised that it was over like 30 people and obviously I can't manage that on my own, I need an extra hands on deck. Really? Not even 30? 30 and more. I like to think of it like a class size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if like I'm helping someone and someone's like, "Oh, Hugh, I need help," and I was like, "Oh, just just wait," you know? <laughs> yeah, you get overwhelmed. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah, initially I just had Alex helping me. It was actually my first one, my first of a big booking of fifty. Mm. I just needed help with the labor, bringing in the supplies, mm-hmm. the easels, the canvases, and then I basically ran the whole thing. Funnily enough, it was actually in a school, so they were fine. And bless Alex, he was so good. Like he faked it until he made it. Like I don't know how he, I, I well, was watching him from afar. He was spitting out fucking bullshit, right? Saying, oh, you just need to do this, you know, Like just, <laughs> the way you hold your paintbrush. I'm like, what?
0: No, none of it made any sense. It, it, it kind of did confident. though.
1: It, it kind of, I don't know. I'm like, maybe he's listened to me enough where he's picked it up. Oh yeah. But yeah, like lots of people were asking him for help and he just, just bullshitted his way through. What kind of
0: group was this? Was it kids?
1: No, it was a school. It was for teachers, like oh, self-well being. Oh yes. Yeah. But I'm like, Damn, and that kind of made me realize, like, bless Alex, like, great. I'm so grateful to have him, but also I need someone who knows what they're a saying proper and doing. Person, yes. yeah. So it's probably then that I realized I needed to find a few more artists mm-hmm. to assist.
0: During these events where alcohol is served, does that mean you all need to have an RSA, RCG?
1: No, because we are not liable for the alcohol. Most of the time it's hosted in private venues, mm. so they are liable for their own self. Uh, um, and if it's public, so we, we aren't licensed to provide alcohol. Mm. So that's why we don't provide anything. Private venues, they're responsible. Public, the venue is responsible.
0: do you provide snacks?
1: No. Oh, we can as an add-on. But that is just like like a charcuterie.
0: Don't you need a health certificate or something? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I get it through a supplier.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I thought you guys actually made it no. yourselves.
1: I get it through a supplier.
0: Okay, so that makes more sense then. Okay. Okay. So, because that, so that means they would be liable. Okay. Like if someone to get sick from the food.
1: Yes. They
0: would point towards whoever yeah. created that. lock
1: and wood, nothing's ever happened.
0: Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Good. Okay. And um, what's the future of Art on the Go? You've been running it for over two years now. It seems like you've been having a great time. Business mm-hmm. has been good. Where do you anticipate this?
1: So, having talks with a few other friends. In this case, his name is Anlil and little Fernando Nguyen. One of our friends. Yes, one of our friends. Um, And he's got experience in like sales and stuff and we just have like sales chats. Mm -hmm. And I love having business talks because I don't get to have them often. And I think it's so important because, especially as a sole trader, you work for yourself. You don't get to bounce these ideas. Mm, You know, like working with my team, you bounce ideas with like art stuff and stuff like that. But in terms of business... It's really like, it can get, can get really difficult if you it's just you and you have nothing else to bounce off of and you don't know whether it's a good idea or like how to better do something or mm. whatever. Having talks with Anlil, I think for next year, because, sorry, uh, backtracking, our, the business is very seasonal. So it works based on seasons, right? It's in mm. events. It's, it's very busy during end of year and uh, end of financial year. Everything else, it relies on, what people want to find for, you know, look for birthdays, hens, wedding season as well as during like summertime, which is great. So understanding when's a busy season, when's not. So my goal for next year is to make the business more sustainable in terms of having sustainable income. In doing that, and again, it's just kind of in the talks at the moment, you may like to include this or not, but um, I guess creating contracts and making deals and pitches with corporates, corporate businesses um, and having like a year-long contract. Mm. Yeah. Because I think a
0: challenge I would say with a lot of paint and sit businesses is their customer retention. Because once you do it once, it's like, all right, I don't really need to do it again. You don't need to do the same painting. Maybe you'll do a second time for a different kind of artwork, but I don't really see myself personally Mm. going to something like that that often Mm. once you do it once or twice. Yeah. I get that. So I think that's that's probably a challenge that yes. you would face.
1: Yes, that's why I want to overcome that and make it a bit more sustainable for next year. But it's, it's hard to know works.
0: what it is. Yes, don't reveal business secrets. What's the funniest story from your paint business?
1: I don't know about funny story. Funniest group. Well, there's been a few instances where, like, not necessarily the funniest, but like they've they've gotten drunk and then they're like, Hugh, "You, gotta, you got to you got to drink with us?" <laughs> you drink. <laughs> And like, if I'm comfortable enough, like maybe I'll have like, you know, a drink. Yeah, because you got to drive home. Well, yeah. And also, I like to, I'd like like to stay professional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, I love groups like that because they just know how to have fun. And, but they're actually like, they don't disregard the painting as well.
0: Mm. You know, the painting,
1: mm. the there's drinking. a good balance. It's a good balance. Yeah. A lot of ethnic families love to offer food, mm. which I love. A lot of like Middle Easterns and Asians, but like- they'll like shove it down your throat kind of thing. I'm like,
0: oh, take more please. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm
1: like, like, just take a plate. Just take a plate. Like bring it home. You know, I'm like, no, no, like it's fine. And at that point, they've already wrapped it up for me. And I'm like, <laughs> <"Okay>, <laughs> I it. Say. I'm like, oh, love it though. Like it's so great. But like, I don't know. It's enjoyable. The job is so enjoyable when you're doing the job, obviously as the owner, you have the back end of it, the business side of it. And that can get really stressful because you're thinking about, you know, how to progress in the future and whatever. But in the job itself, it's like you get to meet these people, you get to just get to know them as people and like mm. their stories and seeing their journey even just through the two hours of painting. Yeah. I love when um I've host I've hosted a few sessions for people who've never painted. Usually elderly. One or kids. was like it's more interesting when they're elderly, like ninety years ninety years old. Oh, that's never, really? Yeah, cute. yeah. Never picked up a paintbrush once in their life. And it's like just seeing them experience a new thing like yeah shit, like i'm i'm part of this like you know like i've created this experience for you yeah just picking up a paintbrush stroking it left and right and <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta change some of this wording
1: it's <laughs> intentional wording <laughs> don't get me wrong but yeah i've, I've made a few people cry
0: what yeah. from what kids few,
1: no well kids are then they're, they're normal it's normal for them to cry. You know, they get because a bit frustrated. They like, oh, don't know
0: what to do or they yeah, get lost. they're not as
1: emotionally regulated yet and yeah. they'll cry because upset. But no, I, I, I didn't make someone cry. They cried during my pain and sip because they just couldn't figure a step out, you know, f- at all, even after breaking it down for them and even doing it for them. And they just went, please. But it just happened that that was a trigger point amongst everything else that was happening in their life.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Not but your it, fault.
1: It wasn't my fault, but it was still very awkward.
0: <laughs> but you got to be like a teacher in that point, right? You're like, oh, it's okay. We'll get over it. Well,
1: well yeah, but they were also we'll like a grown adult and I didn't want to overstep the boundaries. There. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm just here. To <laughs> tell you how I'm to just here. I'll just, yeah. Come back whenever you're ready, if you want.
0: Was it a big group setting?
1: Uh, 20 people. But it was also a really hot day. It was like a 38 degree day. And the sun was like shining on her back, so. I think she a, lot just, a lot of accumulation of Yeah, things. it was an accumulation of things.
0: And we forgot to mention that you do do these classes for not just adults, but also for kids.
1: We do. I love doing it for kids because that makes me feel like- You're teaching it? Yes. And it's fun because they're actually enjoying it. Like when I was teaching art in school, it was because it's part of the curriculum. No, they had, to, they had to Yeah. Some kids enjoyed it. Some kids couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> you know but these they're like oh wow like let's do this and yeah some kids got a bit more like competitive or like um upset if they wasn't good which is fine like you know how to navigate that but also those that were just like oh you know like yours looks great like this looks good i'm like that's nice of you to say you know it was good it was fun
0: are kids the easiest to teach
1: yes i think so in my opinion
0: because they listen
1: uh, actually no, actually no, it depends. It depends on the group, man. It depends on yeah, the group. Some kids say. are easy. Like we get usually like ten years, like that's a good age yeah. where they can sustain the attention and actually have a good go. Mm. Like we had a, a three year old join us once. I'm like, this kid's she's just he's just doing whatever. Uh, slip stuff, slopping some paint on, that's it. <laughs> it Doesn't yeah. know what's going on. No, no. It depends. Some adults are really easy. Some kids are easy. Mm. Just depends.
0: And just for context, there is more than just one artwork of a penis. Otherwise, if he was showing kids how to paint a penis, I would be doing this podcast behind a bulletproof piece of glass and over the phone. So, no, there are safe artworks. a
1: photo of penis artwork here.
0: (laughs) I don't do video, not all the time. In your real? (laughs) Maybe. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of artwork. How do you even come up?
1: Oh, okay. So that in itself, see how like teaching, this is like basically teaching. So the creation of the artwork mm. is the lesson plan, right? It's an activity. It's, it's a whole thought into it. Like it's a whole shambles into thinking how to create an artwork and the reason behind it and the use of colors and blah, 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 blah. So to create an artwork, let's, let's say it's for Christmas, right? There's 20 million Christmas artworks around, like you might like to paint a Christmas tree. You might not. That's fine. People during Christmas, you can paint whatever the fuck you want as well. Mm. right? But if, let's say you want to uh, launch a Christmas themed artwork. You want it to be unique. Uh, you want it to be on theme mm. and you want it to be accessible and achievable for everybody. right? But the unique one, I, I always find a bit tricky because it's like, there's so many around and it's like, it's hard. It's, like, it's hard to be original. You can't always be original. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a lot of, again, back, back and forth into liaising with our artists and um, trial and error as well, seeing Aren't you works. the artist? Yeah, but I liaise with my other-
0: My colleagues. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Seeing what they think, seeing what works, using artistic expertise into it. And then you're teaching expertise into how you're going to break it down. Will it fit within the two hours, right? If not, how can you cut it back? Anyways-
0: Yeah, I get what you mean though with the creative side because you can't be original these days. Everything mostly Mm. has been done and there's a good YouTube video. I don't remember which one it was but it was just basically how movie shots these days are just recreations of older movies and they're just like done a little bit differently with your own flavor added to it. And that's all it is because if you look at, you know, some other paint and sit businesses, how many of them have- Mount Fuji and Cherry Blossoms. That's, right. that's like one of them, I think, from at least my personal experience, that's one of the most popular artworks out there. Yeah. And we have one of them hanging <laughs> right there on the wall, which is the, is it Pagoda?
1: Pagoda, yeah, yeah.
0: From Japan and Cherry Blossoms. Because yeah. I think that's just so easy. Everyone loves Japan. It is, yeah. Um, but then, like, by the way, if there's
1: nothing, if it's not broke, you don't change it.
0: Well, you would change it a little bit for the business. Oh, of course, yeah. for yeah. copywriting issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so which one... Of your artworks is the most popular. Let me take a guess. Is it Japan themed?
1: Mm, I can't say because it depends on what occasion it is. <laughs>
0: All right. Overall, I'm sorry. Let's but just say like, overall. Okay.
1: During lockdown, it was very Japan themed. We had like um, what's it called? The f- not not Fuji. Uh, you know the gates.
0: Uh, Torii gates.
1: Tori. yes, the Torii gates. Yeah. Um, was a reflection, moon, cherry blossoms. Yeah. It was great. It was beautiful. Everyone loved it. Mm. That was it. But then that kind of surpassed and that's kind of like, I haven't painted that in a while now. Oh. And now there's more like flowers and florals as a okay. common theme. For hens, easily, like oh, okay. torso, penis yep. kind of thing. Yeah, so each type of event or function, there's a common theme. Corporates are very like um, uh, like side, Sydney Harbour, mm. Starline. Safe for work. Safe. Safe for work. Open to interpretation. That's another thing you got to think about as well. Like, I I personally don't like it when people just follow it to the T. I'm like, you're boring. Like, do something different. Oh, that's a bit sad. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) I tell them straight up though. I'm like, but I, I, again, I say it in a joking manner. I'm like, I get that people, people do this because they haven't painted in like years Mm. or decades. It's safe. It's comfortable. Humans, as humans, you love to be safe and comfortable. Mm. Right. But then- you encourage them and then they change like just a tiniest bit. Like, I don't know where the branch of the tree flows. And then it's like, Oh my God. Like I, this is great. Like this is my own now. (sighs) Even just honestly, like the tiniest bit or like if they're bold enough to change the color of the sky. Yeah. Fantastic. If not, all good. Like obviously the idea is for you to follow it. But also like, yeah. yeah.
0: They, They can, it's their painting. They can do whatever they want with it.
1: It is. And some people just do, they don't even follow the guidance. Like they if you paint painting- something else entirely. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's happened before. Yeah. What do you even do? It's like-, well, I'm
1: like, I'm okay. It's a bit of a tricky situation. Cause it's like, first and foremost, you're attending a paint and sip that you're painting an artwork and all for creativity and doing whatever you want or for it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. However, I personally think that it is respectful if you follow a bit of the brief or like the theme of it. So like if we're mm. painting cherry blossoms and then they're painting like a dragon, I'm like, you know what, go for gold.
0: Maybe they're just showing off their skills.
1: Yes. So like some people who have the artistic ability, they want to paint whatever they want, go for gold. Like I couldn't care less. However, it's a bit of, yeah, it's a fine line because then then they're asking me for help how to paint the Mm. dragon. But I'm trying to attend to the other guests who are following the brief. Do you see what I mean? I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, it's a bit of a fine line. I'm like, you chose to step outside of the whole entire brief, so- I can help you, but also I'm not going to dedicate my entire time to helping you. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's a bit of a fine line. Doesn't it's like. makes
0: sense. It's like you go to the Snows and then you're like, all right, here's how you pizza slice. Yeah. and French fry. Then some guys just like doing 360s in the air. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what am I supposed to do with you, mate? Well,
1: <laughs> that's it. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a respect thing as well. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Well, anyway, something as a business owner. That you can figure out, not me, thank God. Yes, that is always so tricky. Mm. What would be your advice for people that might want to go into teaching, whether it be primary school or high school? Maybe you don't want to talk about high school because you didn't really teach that side. What would be your advice for them?
1: Don't follow and see everything you see online because there's so much online as to let's download xyz resource let's pay for this resource Mm -hmm. you should do this you should do that your classroom should look like a pinterest classroom Uh, right i kind of go against everything like don't get me wrong you can get inspo and stuff but that's where all your time gets wasted yeah i think you got to use your time wisely i know i hear some teachers like they will literally only do work when they're in the premise of the school, so if school starts at nine, they'll come in at eight or seven forty-five. They'll leave at four. They will do all the admin stuff just within the time frame that they have. And you know what? Like, if that's all you get done, that's all you get done. You got to give yourself that boundary.
0: But then, how do you get everything done if you can't get I don't it done? Know, time? Being
1: efficient. Maybe you have to sacrifice another hour, but otherwise, you will like you will burn yourself out. Mm. You know know what I mean? Like you don't set yourself those boundaries. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to end up resenting your job. Then you're going to end up being like me and then starting a successful business. I don't know. (laughs) All right, relax. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. Set yourself those boundaries. Know how to choose your time and effort and spend your effort wisely. Like Mm. in my experience, all the pretty stuff that you see online and you like a Pinterest, we call it a Pinterest classroom. It's very ineffective. It means absolutely jack shit for your kids. No impact. It's more so mm. for you. Yeah. looks pretty. looks great.
0: It's good for the gram.
1: Good for the gram. But what I've learned when I was doing it with the kids is what you show in your classrooms, you got to do it with them. You got to refer it to them. Otherwise, it means absolutely nothing to them. So all that mm. Pinterest stuff, like my classroom, it was, it was all always like, you know, butcher's paper.
0: Oh, it's butcher's yes. paper
1: around. I'm like, as ugly as it is, like you make it pretty and stuff, like- as long as it's it impactful, it works. That's it. Or the laminating. Oh, I don't worry about the laminating. That takes forever.
0: <laughs> I remember that we had laminating yeah, no. machines in the yeah. classroom. And you so. know what?
1: You say you'll reuse it, you'll reuse it for next year. You end up losing half the shit anyways. And you're going to reprint it and waste energy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, just save yourself some time and energy. Did you and use
0: a lot of your own money to buy resources? Yes. Now I don't. So how do you put a limit to that?
1: Oh, uh, If I don't need it, I don't need it. Like... Most of the time if you ask your school, they would have the supply. Oh good. It it just may not be up to your standard uh. or your aesthetic standard or whatever it is. Like an electric sharpener, yeah, just ask. You get it. It may have may take a couple of days to get approved because it's it's not cheap.
0: Mm. But just use the little 10 cent ones. And you what just- if
1: you got like fucking a hundred pencils to sharpen, then what? You
0: get the kids to do it.
1: Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly. They, Free they, labor. They beg to come in during my break time. Miss, can, you know, can we come in? Can we hang out? I'm like, okay, can you sharpen my pencils though? Yes.
0: <laughs> Please,
1: can I? I'm like, yeah, come join me. They love it. I I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: You have an army of little simps or something.
1: You raise, you know, you raise, you create a community <laughs> and, um, Space where they feel safe and welcome. And of course, I'd love to hang out with you. That's nice to hear. Yes.
0: How about for people that want to pursue a different type of career? Like Maybe not specifically what you're doing or?
1: then You got to go like all in mentally, as in like not even just financially, not financially. Go as all in as you can financially, of course. But I think the most important thing with anything, but mostly uh, referring to business wise, Mm-hmm Mentally, you need to commit. If you're not committing mentally, it's a bit of like a manifesting kind of thing, mm. you know. Like you're kind of setting yourself back. Um, yeah.
0: We'll wrap up this episode, then. Thank you, Hugh, for coming on to this episode. It's nice to see you again. We're gonna have to do a repost of new of photo, me. yeah, yes. on the Instagram and Facebook. So be on the lookout for that. It'll probably be out by the time this episode is done. If you want to hear more or see more from Hughes Business, where can we find you?
1: You can find us at art underscore on the go. G-A-G-H as go. Yep, same thing for TikTok, um, Facebook. Where else do you post? Is that it? TikTok,
0: Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> Renaming the <laughs> same three. But those three platforms, will link more in the episode description below. If you have any feedback, questions, you can email us at riceandmikespodcast@gmail.com or you can message us on instagram otherwise we will sign off for this episode and i think this will be the last episode i create for this year in 2023 Woo. so thanks for tuning in i know i say this every year i apologize for the lack of episodes but yeah, what can i what can i do eh you who's paying more. me
1: you can post more episodes is what you <laughs> can <try>. do i'll <laughs> try
0: you you, you can get a bit lazy with the editing being a one-man team yes but anyway thank you so much for your support for listening in i'll catch everyone next year when i upload whenever that is who knows thank you Bye. bye